Welcome to the Reading for Success podcast, brought to you by the Success League. This podcast focuses on books, articles, and other resources for customer success, provides an overview of each, and gives you an honest assessment of whether or not it's worth your time. Welcome to the podcast. Hi, my name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Reading for Success. I'm also the CEO of the Success League, a boutique customer success consulting and training firm based in San Francisco. Today, I'm reviewing chapters five and six of The Effortless Experience by Matthew Dixon, Nick Toman, and Rick DeLisi. I am really enjoying this book, and I hope you are too. So what is this section about? Today, we've got chapter five, which is called To Get Control, You Have to Give Control, and it is about empowering reps to do the right thing for the customer. The authors go into depth on the science that supports the fact that this produces better results than controlling all aspects of customer interactions. In chapter six, or the disloyalty detector, that's a mouthful, um, the customer effort score 2.0 goes into depth on the author's second version of their customer effort score methodology and provides an example of how one company used it to really dig into the issues that were creating too much effort for their customers. So my key takeaways this week, first of all, the authors start chapter five with the point that as technology and services have evolved, the bulk of the easy service questions have either been eliminated through technology or have moved to self-service. So now when a customer-facing rep talks to a customer, the issue is much more complex on average. And this means that all reps need to shift as well and need to be focused on quality over productivity in order to provide customers with a really good experience. I enjoyed the charts in this first part of the chapter that clearly tell this story. And I think that if you need to make this point to your executive team, that's where you should look. (laughs) The authors then shift into a study they performed on the skills of top performing service and support reps. And what follows is a fascinating set of skills that spans IQ traits like curiosity and critical thinking, EQ traits like persuasiveness and customer service ethic, and what the authors call CQ or control quotient traits. Their study demonstrated that while all of the skills and traits were important, the CQ traits correlated most to strong performance. And these include resilience, the ability to handle high-pressure situations, responsibility, responsiveness to constructive feedback, and concentration. I really liked this part of the chapter. And while the study was performed on services teams, I see a lot of common threads here for customer success teams as well. The rest of the chapter is all about how to create a work environment that encourages and builds high CQ traits in its reps. The only part of the chapter I disagreed with was the strong stance that the authors took against companies collecting information as a part of a customer call. On page 137, they provide a quote-unquote bad example of a rep handling a customer conversation in a way that was too scripted because they had been trained to collect a zip code from the customer. I think that by saying companies should never try to do something like this, you're really throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Companies will always need to collect some information from customers, and I agree it should be a small amount of it, but I would also argue that being able to do that in a way that fits the conversation is a part of what the authors call CQ. 
If the point the authors are trying to make in this chapter is that reps need to elevate the conversation, then I think that the people who are able to do that will also be able to weave in data collection at the right point in the conversation so that it feels natural and appropriate. So that was my only point of disagreement on this one. In chapter six on page 154, there is a really nice set of graphs that clearly demonstrate the relationships between customer effort and renewal, expansion, and negative word of mouth. If you ever need a sound bite-sized graphic to make the case for understanding your own customer effort, that's where it is. So go to page 154 and look at that. It's important. This chapter also covers the format for this particular survey. So like many other surveys like NPS, it is a simple one-question survey that asks the respondent to rate on a one to seven scale the statement, the company made it easy for me to handle my issue. So very simple. While I know I've said this before on this show, I am not a big fan of NPS for many B2B companies. It is, of course, a major survey approach for our space. I like that the authors of this book talk about how their customer effort score complements rather than replaces NPS. Frankly, I like their approach much better because it deals in micro experiences, and those are the things that we can control in our own CS support and operations teams. NPS is so broad that even when it is conducted correctly, and most of the time it isn't, it's tough to determine what should be done to move the needle. Customer effort score is designed to be paired with small moments in the customer experience, specifically service moments, so that you can identify areas that need improvement. Chapter 6 also includes a really nice example of an actual company that implemented the customer effort score and how they were able to identify areas for improvement. If you're considering implementing this score, this example will give you some great ideas on how to approach that initiative, so I would recommend reading it. So overall, as this section, these two chapters of the book, worth reading, I think that CS leaders should definitely read chapter five. It will give you ideas about the skills to look for across your team. CSMs may want to read the section on traits and skills as well to see how they match up. That section is on pages 125 and 127. If you're a CS leader or CS operations professional, and you're considering other ways to measure the customer experience, I would check out chapter six. The authors provide a great overview of their survey approach and a very nice case study so you can see if it would be a fit for your company. I think CSMs could probably skip chapter six unless you're really curious about customer surveys. Next week, I'll be wrapping up my review of the effortless experience with chapters seven and eight. And I also have an interview with Rick DeLisi that I'll be sharing. So please keep an eye out for that. If you'd like to read along, you can find this book on Amazon and also listen to it on Audible. If you're a regular listener of this podcast, please take a couple of minutes to subscribe, share reading for success with other customer success professionals and rate this podcast. If you have questions or ideas for the podcast, I would love to hear from you. I can be reached at Kristen at thesuccessleague.io. Thanks for listening, and I hope you'll join Reading for Success next time.